You're listening to episode 40. Hey there, Business Generals family. Welcome to another super episode of the Business Generals podcast where I feature amazing guests and I ask in-depth questions about their entrepreneurial journey. You know, my belief is that it doesn't matter how your journey in life started. It's not that important because great or small, the important thing is how you finish. So whatever your situation today, I want you to know that you can get your hopes up, that you are good enough to chase your dreams. In today's show, family, I dig into how it all started for our feature guests, how they have built their brand, and I even get into all the juicy details about their big challenges, their growth moments, and all their big breakthroughs. So it's going to be an amazing show. I actually selfishly started this podcast because I love to hear how entrepreneurs did it, and I wanted to ask the questions for myself. So really, I am the number one student. So get ready for amazing coaching tips, family, to help you maximize your business dreams. Welcome and thank you for joining me here on the Business Generals Podcast, where I chat with amazing entrepreneurs five days a week. Davis Mutawa here, your host. I am super excited to bring you today's feature guest, Mr. Gavin Zaklinski. Uh, Gavin, are you ready to share your entrepreneurial story? Yes, I am. Thank you for having me on here, Davis. Gavin is the founder of Acuity, which is uh, a cool online calendar scheduling software for small business owners that allows your clients to quickly view your real-time availability and self-book their own appointments and even pay online, reschedule just at the click of a button and uh, eliminate 100% of the drudgery that comes with making appointments work. So very excited to to share your story here with us, Gavin. Um, welcome to the show. But uh, before we dig in, uh, maybe just take 30 seconds, Gavin, and tell us who is Gavin outside of business? <laughs> well, Gavin, a lot, as you know, it is Gavin inside of business. So like you mentioned, I'm the founder of Acuity Scheduling. Um, and uh, before this, I, I worked part-time with the government with a job that I really enjoyed before uh, before leaving to start Acuity. Um, and right now, I just moved out of New York City to Pennsylvania, closer to family. Uh, my wife and I are expecting our first kid the end of January. So that's also been consuming a lot of my life, too. Well, congratulations on the news. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. So, so you've moved state, um, you know, that kind of good stuff. So is that, is that impacting too much on, on your business? Um, no, so luckily we're a completely remote company. So everybody in the company uh, works from their home, co-working space, or all around. So me moving did not affect the business at all, and that's been fantastic. The only change has been whenever we hire new people, New York City is a lot more fun to go to than uh, uh, rural PA. So <laughs> whenever we hire new folks, uh, I'm still going into the city, greeting them, uh, helping with training and everything else too. So um, that's that's, that's been really important too because training is such an important part for getting our new folks uh, onboarded and happy and smart about acuity. Too. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Um, what about um, what, what do you do for fun and stuff like that? Weekends, do you, do you work throughout or what's happening there? Hey, lately it's been pretty busy. Um, yeah, so you know how it goes with a with a house move and and kid on the way. Most of your time is consumed with all of the housework and all of those types of things. Uh, it's been fun. I I enjoy cooking and all of that too. So my wife and I, when we're um, having just a nice quiet evening at home, we'll usually spend a few hours trying to make an elaborate meal and trying out all sorts of things, making cocktails too. Um, I I like making craft cocktails. <laughs> That's great. 
Now, let's talk about um, the journey for you. And so you see you, you're currently running um, Acuity. So, so if we talk um, revenue, what are your core revenue streams at the moment? Yeah, totally. So with Acuity, it's a uh, subscription-based uh, SaaS business. So everybody who comes online uh, can sign up for a trial and then either pay for uh, uh pay for the service annually or monthly and that is a hundred percent of our revenue through there there are no other streams really coming in um it's all based on people who who sign up for subscriptions to acuity scheduling and what sort of size um do you openly share about what your business is doing in terms of um revenue or client numbers, etc., just to get a feel for that. Yeah, so I think one of the interesting things with us is that instead of, um, we're totally focused on small business, and I love it. It was originally built for my mom and everything else. Um, she's a small business owner, so I've tried to keep everything true to that. Um, so we say no to a lot of the big folks that we can focus on small small businesses. Most of, most of our users um, have less than 10 employees. We really only have three pricing plans well four if you can't we have a free plan and then ten dollars nineteen dollars thirty four dollars a month um so instead we really have we do have larger customers on there but they actually pay um relatively low prices and really don't get any special treatment either so uh instead of having any couple of customers dominating our revenue um we just have tens of thousands of really low paying customers um so it's affordable to, for everybody and we we try hard to make it so that it is it stays that way too and that we just really focus on that so we have yeah we have no one customer who's more than um like a few fractions of a percentage yeah that's great that's great and that's um that's congratulations on you know being able to grow and and steadily compound on 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 that um up to this point, so so how did the journey start for you as a, as an entrepreneur? You mentioned you work, you had a sort of a part time gig with a, a government um, organization. Um, how did the journey um, unfold for you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that, that's um, yeah. So I hinted at that a little bit. Um, it was a full time job actually. So for acuity scheduling, it was created for my mom. She's a massage therapist. Um, there was one day when we were riding in the car together on a long road trip over uh, Route 80 in Pennsylvania. And if you guys know that, it is this long, straight, boring road with not much around. So as we got to chatting, um, her cell phone went off a couple of times, and clients were calling in trying to you know cancel appointments and and reschedule and schedule new things um, and she would just be on the phone with them too just chatting about just um, just nothing just complete empty crap and then I, we started chatting after that and I realized that there you know there had to be a better way and I didn't intend to build anything to start out but I had looked at what else was out there after that and there was nothing good um, everything was either was both high priced and pretty like ugly kludgy had a whole bunch of features and, and crap in there that she didn't want um so instead uh i built it for her really and the intent was to make it something that she would be able to enjoy using and to simplify her life a little bit so that she could focus on what she was best at and take all of the extra nonsense that involves leading up to the appointment away um, and then also make this service available for anybody else to sign up with. My original hope was that um, I had a web development business on the side too, that it would lead more clients into there. Completely did not. So 
that that part of it bombed but uh but then we started getting uh folks organically signing up for it and then throughout all of this i i worked for the government it was a day job that i that i really loved um and night job too because i had to do night shifts um and i was spending so much time on that and then in my free time building acuity and trying to answer support emails and all of that until um the real uh the real onus for a decision came in uh 2013 when i had to decide acuity started getting to be so big that i was spending every single waking moment trying to answer emails and barely keeping up with that type of thing and whether i wanted to keep my day job or uh take acuity full time because i could really only choose one at that point and i obviously chose acuity and that's where we are today right so so when was this um at the point where you were you know thinking about it when the idea kind of popped in your head with your you know on that drive with your mum. So we're talking sort of six years before 2013? Yes, that was, um, I think we originally came up with it around like 2006, and I started development then. It was sort of on the cusp of 2006, 2007-ish that I started development on it. So it had been going for a while, and um, when you're developing it part-time, it's actually a really nice thing because you stay so focused that the couple of hours that you do have... um, you need to make count. There's no idle time in there. Um, so I was able to get a lot done just in the spare time also. So did you develop it yourself, Kevin? Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a, I'm a developer by trade. Um, business and managing people and all of that came second. The first thing was uh, being able to build a product and actually, you know, designing and building the product itself. Right. And how, how long did that actually take? Because, you, you know, you were doing it part-time, so couple of years or just months before you had uh, something that you could take out to market? Oh, geez. Um, I think it was weeks, actually. Um, the first, yeah, the first version was was um, awful, but I don't know. It, people signed up. Who knows? I know people, people sign up for whatever they find. And it wasn't that great, but it was better than everything else out there and for a lot lower price, too. So I think that helped. So do you remember who your first customer was outside of your sort of mom and maybe close family? <laughs> Uh, I actually have no idea. Um, we have we have some long time users. One of uh, uh, one of our longest time users is a, a fly fishing instructor uh, in the Midwest U.S. But he was user I don't know number couple hundred in there. Um, yeah, user user number two beyond my mom. Not sure who it was actually. <laughs> <laughs> but how did they come about? How did that sale come about? Do you remember the story? Yeah, I have, um, uh, so we, I, well, I, I say we now just because there's, there's more of us in the company than just me. But back then when it was just me, um, the we was just me. Uh, and we had, I put a, a marketing site up on there with, um, some, uh, buttons to sign up you could you could click a button to pay through paypal and just do a paypal subscription all of that was manually um handled so so it, people could sign up on their own without any interaction from me uh, and then just ended up trying to optimize google making sure all the right keywords in it were in there and then people started signing up just through google results so at first i did not do really any marketing at all people just found it and then thanks to the self-service sign up tried it up tried it themselves and then from there it snowballed just based off of recommendations from other right so were you like ranking on like page one or not really Eh, not so much at that point um i think back then it was um 
and and also i the people searching for things have changed over time so i have no idea how they must have gone down a couple of pages we were not the first one by by any stretch and now we are um on on most of the keywords that we care about we're on page one but back then yeah uh, they just showed up, and I didn't even have Google Analytics on the site at the time to tell where they were coming from. And most of them were searching for some variations of appointment scheduling and that type of thing. Um, after I had gotten a few folks on there and, and things started to expand a bit, uh, then I I would try to reach out and do some more organic marketing too. Very, very interesting. Um, so, so you were pushing along, um, and how, how did you sort of find that experience of working full-time um, on, your, on your government job, which I assume was paying your bills at the time, versus, um, you know, running along your part-time gig. I know you were pretty excited about the government job anyway, so it's not like you were frustrated in that role, but you, so you had two, two passions, I guess, that you were trying to drive. How, how was that at the time for you? Yeah, that's a great way to put it. I, I loved both of them, and I still do. Um, uh, they're completely different jobs, uh, so it... I, when I became tired of one, switching to the other one was uh, is, was a bit of respite, just because of the difference in them. And it was really nice having the day job pay for all of the bills and everything. Since when I started out, uh, everything that came from Acuity was pure profit. So that's what it felt like to me. I really valued my time at zero. So when the first person started up, it paid for my hosting bills and I could get a stick of gum with the profits for the second person. And beyond there, it started to be thinking about it as, um, this is paying for dinner. This is paying for like a car and uh, just going up from there and thinking about it really concrete. But it was a challenge trying to, um, manage the two together during my day job. I didn't have access really to internet or phone. So when I would, be there, I was completely detached. So if something happened to the service, if there was downtime or anything else, I really didn't find out for hours. Not the greatest situation. Um, completely different now, but back then that was definitely a challenge. But I, I don't know. I think I really liked that. I liked it because I enjoyed my job, so I wasn't itching to get away from it. And when I spent time on Acuity, uh, I was able to like we didn't have as many support requests and all of that. All of the development is really driven by how people use it and their feedback too. So by working slower, I was able to get more feedback and make improvements and everything in a lot more considered way. Uh, and then when I actually came down to implementing those things, generally it had been stewing in the back of my mind for a while. So when we would implement something like doing um, gift certificates, it had been I had been thinking about gift certificates for at least a month or more, and I had um, chatted with a couple of people about how they planned on using it, how they would sell things, uh, and like their intent for it. So after, yeah, so after a little while, when I came down to it, me implementing things was just really just code rushing out of my fingers and worked a lot faster than I do now. I'm not sure that having um, uh, working an hour a day or two hours a day is much less productive than working eight hours a day or 12 hours a day when you're full time. Because you had so much focus. Um, that's, that's very cool. Um, what about um, once you hit a point where you feel, okay, you now needed to accelerate it a little bit more. Uh, did you start doing ads? How did you grow your business from those first couple of um, clients? After 
so throughout all of this, I was very focused on SEO and kept trying to improve things with that, with our keywords and everything else. It was much easier back then. I don't know how I would get into it these days uh, with how Google is. Uh, but from there, started trying to uh, share Acuity on different lists and directories and, and that type of thing that was uh, Deriger back in the day. And along with that, um, one of the, the best things that I had done was to look at... Um, uh, different bloggers. I had tried to, you know, contact some of the bigger sites, and they just ignore you, really, if you have nothing going for you. Um, but I had a lot of luck when I found for. I tried to search for different people who were similar to my um, uh, my types of users and uh, bloggers, or find out who my type users like blogs and things that they had read, and also tried to find bloggers who had, you know, mentioned. Um, about different competitors and then reach out to them and say like hey we've got this product Um, it can like it's really similar it has this pricing we think it's really great and just try to mention something that they had written to and that turned out to be pretty good to try to get some really basic exposure and at that point even getting um, a handful a dozen people from a single article helped but then it also helped with links over to us uh, just because we were increasing our SEO with all of those too. Uh, and that sort of helped propel it along a little bit. Uh, ads and paid ads did not come for a really long time. Uh, and then throughout all of this too, existing users referring um, new folks uh, back then was one of our biggest ways for growth and still today is one of our biggest mm. ways for growth too. Which speaks, sp- speaks well of what you guys are doing. So congratulations on that. Um, Tell, tell me, when, when did you feel um, the biggest kind of breakthrough moment came in the business? I think it all comes down to 2013 when I really had to make the decision between um, leaving my day job or ending Acuity. Um, and when it came to that, uh, it was really, it wasn't, it wasn't so much that Acuity was to the point where I could go full-time with it. It was it was past that. I loved my day job, so it's not something that I actually wanted to leave, but it became to the point where I was spending so much time just trying to keep up with um, just minor improvements and adjustments based off of feedback and trying to deal with support. Um, I hired my first support person back then, too. It was my sister. But when you're spending your day job without phone or internet or anything else, it's really hard to train an employee. So I was trying to train her on my like uh when i was driving home um in my car just texting and emailing and and calls with her and that type of thing and it was a complete mess uh and then that's to the point too when i was working so much i felt like i don't know i have to choose one of these um and when i chose acuity i put all of my efforts into that and uh saw great returns from that too um since i did just a couple hours of development work each day and then always try to do a little bit of development um a little bit of marketing um and then just something to try to improve the overall site too so um so so 2013 was there any specific thing that happened that brought you to begin this conversation with yourself or was it just the sheer amount of time you had to now devote to acuity Oof, geez, it was just all that time. My day job slash doing night shifts and everything else uh, uh, led me. I was working, living in Washington, D.C. at the time and working in the outskirts in Maryland. I had a townhome there that we were trying to sell and failing to sell um, that I would just, uh, it was completely empty and I would just be 
because it was close to the office. I would spend uh, free time in between day and night shifts in there just uh, working on Acuity and trying to answer emails. And it was just this... uh, uh, It was so barren and odd just sleeping on um, just a thin carpet on the floor with a couple of sheets uh, in between doing all of this. And I was like, I really don't enjoy this as much when I'm uh, I'm now starting to get a little bit stressed out with all of that. So it was between that and the texting and driving and just all of those lifestyle things that you're doing that are not healthy for you that made me realize if I actually care about my customers too, I'll start to get dedicate a little bit more towards them or I'll just have to be honest with them and let them know that service isn't going to be as good. And in the end, um, mostly because of the upside of a company, I, I ended up choosing Acuity and I'm glad that I did. Here we are today. And had, had that um, come to a point where financially it had replaced your your income or you had to still push that a a bit more uh no so i think when i left i was making more from acuity than i was during my day job um yeah so i mean it had it had surpassed my day job um quite a bit before then so when i did when i did leave it was in a very comfortable place um I didn't have that many expenses, like for Acuity itself, uh, I had just hired somebody for customer support, which was a bit of an expense, but really not that much overall. Uh, and then um, I had hosting costs and that type of thing, but we really didn't do that much advertising, We'd, so we weren't relying on paid acquisition for growth, and things were still growing uh, at a steady clip and all of that too. So uh, when I left, I was in a very comfortable place financially. That made it a lot easier. Sounds like it was harder than that, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the real the real challenge was when it comes down to it, what do you want to do with your life? Like, uh, when you have, I, I hear a lot of people dislike their jobs, but I was really thankful to be in a place that I absolutely loved and the mission of the place uh, was fantastic. So when it comes down to it, uh, where do you want to be in a few years afterwards? And um I don't know. It took a while, and eventually, I decided that I wanted some of the like some of the freedom too to um, not being tied to go into an office that I could do things remote. So uh, when I did leave uh, that to start really focus on Acuity full time, I vowed to keep it a job that I would enjoy going into every day, and that means building yeah. a company that I would enjoy working for too. Mm. I mean, one of the key things for me, um, having worked, you know, over 15 years for, for large corporates and professional firms is, um, you know, what you said there is um, you looked at the upside of what could happen in business uh, versus maybe in a job that you may love, but maybe, you know, three, four years down the track, you're like, wow, my, my income has only gone up maybe by CPI or maybe a couple of percentage points every year. And I would have loved it to have doubled, for instance, maybe. Uh, which is difficult in a job, but in a business, you've got that flexibility. It may not always happen, but at least the lever is there for you to try and pull, um, which is which is a great thing to, for, for lifestyle and options. But <clears throat> one of the things that holds people back, um, which may not have been the case for you, or maybe it was, is fear of failure. What if I quit and it doesn't work? Um, did you ever go through that process? And what would you say was your lowest moment in your business so far? 
I the the point where I was afraid that it would fit. So I am very very conservative when it comes to business. Uh, when I we have like I mentioned, we just have tens of thousands of small businesses, and at that point too, it makes it a really stable thing. Since if any one person leaves, it doesn't really matter that much. It, the the usage of the software too also means that generally people use it day to day for their jobs. So churn isn't that bad. We have a lot of seasonal folks, and that's it. But after a while, everything. Um, would stabilize even if we stopped getting new signups. So that gave me a level of comfort too. And we had really passed the point where it was a financial risk for myself. Uh, it was like the biggest risk was just would would I still love doing this a few years down the road, uh, which is completely in your hands as a business owner. You can you can turn the company into whatever you want. So that was that was on me. Um, and yes, yeah, so that that wasn't as much of a challenge. The real low points for me were when I had to make that decision, just my lifestyle at the time and how much I was working with that um that that was that was driving me crazy and i wanted to end one and actually a couple of years prior i had tried to stop acuity um i was temporarily working as a contractor for a different place and uh when i tried to stop acuity i just said all right new users take up most of my time i'm just going to stop taking new signups there was an initial dip of course just from churn but then it did stabilize and then it started increasing a little bit because uh, I'm a sucker when people would email in and say like, hey, my friend tried to sign up and they, they couldn't see how to sign up. Can you let me? Yeah. And I'm like, all right, sure, sure. So it still started growing thanks to that too. Oh man. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. That's, that's, uh, so do you know this? It's unusual, right? Um, so would you say you were wanting to be an entrepreneur from the, from an earlier age or this just kind of something you stumbled across and you just wanted a solution for, for your mom um, because most people would have been trying to push it and grow it and quitting their job like on day two of it going live, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, shit. No, I did not plan to be an entrepreneur. I still don't really consider myself that. I consider myself somebody who builds a product and a small business owner. I am never... I like... I didn't get in it to grow it to be something big. The only reason that we have really grown in staff is to keep things um, to keep things in a way that that serves the customers the best. So we kind of have to grow customer support if you want to get a timely response and all of that. Um, and I've said no to a lot of things that might have grown it faster and have made us more money since the focus wasn't on uh, really extreme growth it hasn't been on scaling or anything else scaling has been a byproduct of serving the customers the best um yeah so i i don't know i still don't really consider myself an entrepreneur somebody just who focuses on product and happens to own a small business that sells a product that's incredible where, where do you think that philosophy comes from for you <laughs> i don't know um yeah so i mean i enjoy building things and i think that's where the idea of product comes in because you know one of those things as a kid you like building legos and all of that and that later on in life legos turns into software and software turns into a product um and all your code starts to build on itself and turns into something and you kind of want your the something that you build to be useful and at a certain point you want it to be useful for more than just you and i think that's where turning it into a product for other people um and then to keep that usefulness up comes into how we scale up the team and everything else and the product itself to, to keep it growing too. 
Um, so honestly, I have no clue where all of that came from. Um, I think it's really just comes down to caring deeply about customers, and I think um, that that really didn't come at first. Caring deeply about customers came over time after I had built it initially, and it was the building that I wanted to do. Uh, and then the caring for customers to go with the scaling came from after I had seen people using it and seen how much like it they genuinely liked doing it and saved like time that it saved and just how useful something like this was to be able to just manage your your business. Like when I heard from. Uh, there was some some guidance counselors at uh, a small school district who started using Acuity, and they um, there were two of them, and they uh, it couldn't get the budget for a receptionist, and they started using Acuity and absolutely loved it, and said they didn't have to get a receptionist. They ended up saving that. So not only like did they save their um, uh, they saved the school district an entire salary of a person. They were able to get away and manage everything themselves and make it even easier for the students and uh, uh, and parents that were coming through to them. So that those types of stories really ended up motivating me to try to make it even more useful yeah, for them. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that's, that's a cool story. That's a cool story. <laughs> um. So I want to pivot a little bit here and understand a little bit more about, um, you know, some of the philosophies that you operate in with your, with your life, for instance. Um, how, how would you rank the following? Um, faith, fun, family, finances. Ooh, you got a lot of F words in there. I think I would probably rank fun number one since I want to enjoy everything. Um, finances number two since I think to be happy you do need to not worry and finances are one of the number one worries. Um, and what were those other three? Let's just let's just toss them together in a bag and shake them up and, and grab them at random from there. It's really the first two that I think I care the most about. So you've, t- you've touched on this a little bit, but maybe just clarify it a bit more Um Give me a quick look into what a day um, in your life looked like when you started Acuity versus a day in your life today. Yeah, that's a great question. Those two things are completely different now. When I started out, um, a day was maybe an hour or two a day, maybe in uh, up to in half an hour um, at most, maybe answering support emails and, and dealing with customers. And then the other hour, hour and a half, uh, trying to do improvements to the product and maybe doing like a small bit of outreach um, slash marketing type of things, but really not not much at all. I didn't focus much on that, all, that at all. And there was, notice in there, there's zero management. There's really no product planning because product planning is just something that happens in the back of your mind all the time. And when it's just you, you don't need to really communicate that. So now today is... Uh, I deal a lot with, um, you know, we have 15 employees, so trying to manage things with them when it comes to, like, organizing trainings and uh, get-togethers and just there's always some sort of personnel issue, somebody taking time off, that type of thing. Uh, when you have more developers, too, that planning that happened in your head actually needs to be communicated out somewhere, you know, has to has to come out of your cranium. So trying to deal with those types of things. Uh, and then we do uh, a bit more with marketing, too, just to keep up the growth rate and all of that. Um, but I still try to spend um, maybe about like 30 to 40% of my time still actively doing development of some sort. Um, and then the other 
the other, say, 60% of the time with a mixture of HR and marketing and just all of that random other administrative stuff that you have to do as a business owner. So on growth, um, what percentage of your growth um, would you say is resulting in today's terms from word of mouth versus um, other channels like marketing? Yeah, so... We so through organic growth, um, for us that's word of mouth, uh, referrals from other websites. If somebody reads an article and it links over, and just um, uh, yeah, and organic Google results too. If somebody searched for appointment scheduler and ends up clicking on us, uh, accounts for about ninety percent of our new signups, um, and then the other ten percent are just come from. Um, uh, some paid sponsorships and and paid ads and all of that, but it's really small. Uh, we do mostly. I do a lot with the paid ads. Just like we have such a low price software that it doesn't make sense a lot of the time to do that. And uh, but there's always the fear that something will change with Google, and I don't want to be caught with our pants down just because we were putting all our eggs into that basket. So we do a little bit just so that we can scale up if needed. Right, I like that model. So you know when to push the button, crank it up um, if need be. Yeah, yeah. Do, doing our learning now at a small scale. So if we ever do have to scale up, we're not scaling up uh, mistakes at the same time. Yeah. So have you have you like ever tested where you've thrown a whole bunch of cash at it uh, and seen whether that actually translates, or you're just keeping it small dollars at the moment? Uh, I mean, so yeah, it depends. I've scaled up a little bit and scaled back. Uh, uh, generally, I don't throw a lot at it just because, I mean, I've done uh, scaling in different directions, going from, say, like 10000 a month to $30,000 a month in advertising. Um, but that's not an incredible amount um, for what we do. Uh, and you do see a little bit of a difference. But one of the other difficulties, too, is that when you scale up that type of thing, most of our cost um, and employees are in customer support. And when it comes to customer support, the most contacts that we get are from new users first trying to figure out the software. So if you try to scale up too quickly, uh, you end up bottlenecking in customer support. And if people can't get the answers they want, they they won't um, they won't really turn into customers. So it's not always the best thing just to try to scale up and see how it works um, since you are going to hurt your overall conversion rate just if you have bottlenecks in other areas too. Mm. So you managed to keep a very lean team for you know tens of thousands of customers and obviously um, a very good chunk in revenue there. Um, did you ever project that you were going to hit these kind of numbers when you, you know, back in 2013? <laughs> nope. Uh, yeah, when I did my projections, um, I'm doing air quotes, you can't really see them. Well, I'm, I'm so conservative with it, and I still am these days when I try to do it. Um, luckily, we can scale, like, um, I've always hired after the fact, and I've always tried to um, prevent hiring too. Um, since, I don't know, I, I really strongly feel that, I feel that all business owners should be this way, but that costs and employees shouldn't scale up linearly with like your revenue and customers. If you do, you're probably, you know, doing some sort of mistake in there and not doing things as smart. So I spent a lot of time trying to like squash our common questions, uh, which has helped and that has helped um, keep things lean to, uh, because I don't, I don't know, I don't enjoy managing people. Um, and as you have a larger team, you start to get more and more problems and more overhead too. So I've tried really hard to prevent that type of thing. So um, that means when I did look at the numbers back in the day, I mean, 
projecting for revenue was one thing, uh, and I totally undershot that one too. But then projecting for people wasn't something that I had done at all because I wanted to, you know, try to keep people growth to close to zero. I haven't succeeded all the way at that one either. (laughs) Which is a good thing. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. I feel like sometimes business owners, they measure themselves like against their peers just by how many people they have in the company. But I don't know. That's such a, such a poor metric to measure yourself. Like people don't really share revenue, but that would be one. Like I'd be much more proud if we could share like our revenue per employee, which is a much more impressive thing than somebody who who is burning through cash just because they have 50 employees or 100 employees. But that, again, also comes down to the type of business that I want to run, which is something that I still will enjoy running and can be fun uh, and, you know, doesn't doesn't cause me too much stress during the day. Um, that's great. What about um, if, we, if we talk about mentors? Do you invest in mentors? Um, if yes, why? And who are some of those for you today? Yeah, I so there aren't like people that I talk to, um, but I do spend a lot of time reading um, and reading through books. When I first started out with Acuity, that meant a lot of technical reading, and as things progress along, changing to other servers and marketing and uh, closer to today, more of uh, business topics and that type of thing. Um, so authors of the books have been my best mentors. Right. Do you provide mentorship or are you, are you, you know, angel investing at the minute or um, how's that playing out for you? Uh, no, um, honestly, haven't, haven't done any of that. Um, I, have, I have friends who have done the angel investing uh, and sometimes it appears from the outside to be more of an ego boost for them. Uh, they're not always the best advisors. Um, I do chat with peers and things like that, but I don't consider that a mentoring role, just uh, communication among peers. So, yeah. What about um, books? Um, any two great books that you've um, read in your time that you think are great reads for entrepreneurs? Oh yeah, um, uh, what is it? Uh, um, there's a few that I absolutely loved. Uh, I loved the the one Pixar book, Creativity Inc. That was a fantastic one. Uh, right now, I'm reading uh, a lot by uh, or a couple of Andy Grove's books uh, from Intel. Only the Paranoid Survive was a great one, um, and then the current one I'm reading about management is such a fantastic one too. Um, and then just. Uh, Jeez. And then, uh, what was his name? Horowitz's book, uh, The Hard Thing About Hard Things, was such a fantastic, honest book that that is definitely one of my favorite business books of, of all time, too. Haven't heard of that one, actually. <laughs> oh, man. that's a, You should totally read that, man. That is a definite one to get onto your bookshelf. And I don't know. For me, it's second nature, but I always read a lot of technical books and try to stay up to speed on all of that. And I don't understand how business people survive who aren't um, technically savvy. You need to be able to communicate with the people who are building your product and be able to do it inten- in like uh, in a very intentional way and to understand risks and trade-offs. So if you're not technically savvy, I totally recommend uh, anybody that I talk to to at least get some development knowledge and uh, uh, product product development knowledge too. That's uh, That sounds scary, man, for somebody like me with the finance background. I'm thinking reading up on all your technical stuff will be scary. Well, you should do it. There's uh, It's so easy these days too. Like, 
when I was a kid. Um, I don't want to say that, but there, like, there's so many online courses and videos and that type of thing. You have zero excuse to. If you can spend a couple hours uh, a week, you can get trained up so easily mm. now. Well, great, great advice. I'll um. I remember that. Uh, what, what, what's the best way for people to connect with you, Kevin? Yeah, well, of course, you can always check out the product uh, Acuity at acuityscheduling.com. That's A-C-U-I-T-Y scheduling.com. Uh, and then if you want to contact more, learn more about the product, support at acuityscheduling.com. Or definitely feel free to get in touch with me directly. You can either email into support and ask for me or I'm Gavin at acuityscheduling.com. Uh, and then LinkedIn is another great way, too. You can just reach out to me there. Too. And we're going to link all this up in the show notes as well. So um, you can jump onto uh, businessgenerals.com for all the show notes. Um, quick one, how, how did that name come about, Acuity? The, since the first time I heard it, I was like, oh, that's a, that's a good name. Or how, how did that come about? <laughs> you know, it's a good name until people try to spell it. Uh, yeah, so I, when I, like I had mentioned too, I was doing some, a uh, little bit of uh, web development um, contracting on the side, and the name of that company was Acuity Innovation. Uh, so when I built a product, it was called Acuity Scheduling, and that was just something that I developed on my own. I like the word Acuity, you know, starts with an A, has a hard, um, a hard sound in there with the C, um, so you show up top on lists and all of that, so it met all of, all of my criteria. And it has a great definition. Mm, what is that? Uh, just um, clarity. Um, the only the only bad part now, as I realize, is there's medical terms with acuity scheduling um, and nursing practice and all of that. But we rank higher than those, unfortunately. Too bad for folks trying to look up nursing information. Hey, before I ask um, my last question, I really want to appreciate your time. I know you're, you're flat out and you've got a team waiting on you. You've got lots of customers to, to deal with. I heard before in one of the other... Uh, one of your other um, interviews saying um, you still do like 10 support tickets a day or, or a week or something. So, so your calendar is still pretty full. Do you still do that today? Oh, absolutely. I mean, 10 at least per day. You have to stay in touch with your customers and support is the best way. So so totally appreciate your time. And, and man, I appreciate, you know, all the... I can't imagine how many free accounts you have given out um, uh, around the world to people starting out in business and, and doing all the their solo, solopreneur work um, and you're, you're helping them out um, in those early days until it kind of they, they grow their team. So so just want to acknowledge you for all of that and, and for coming onto this show here on the Business Generals community and sharing your story. Um, and now for the last question, Gavin, um, when all is said and done, um, do you think about legacy? And if you do, what do you want that to look like and what do you want to be remembered for and tell us why? Ooh, that's a great question. Um, for me, I the only thing that I, I think about is what it'll be like, I know this sounds morbid, but what it'll be like on my deathbed and looking back, will I have been happy about my life? Not so much the legacy that I'll leave, but whether I had lived my life with any regrets and I try not to. Um, and that's, to me, that's the biggest driver of one of the philosophies of the company of keeping things fun and making sure that when I'm, I'm actually, you know, even though I am conservative when it comes to finances and all of that, taking risks with the business that I can do something that I truly love. Well, thanks for that. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen, life with no regrets and doing something that you truly love. Um, thanks for hanging out with me and Gavin today. Hope you had as much fun as I did. And more importantly, I hope that you got your hopes up that you are good enough to chase 
your dreams. Remember to head on over to businessjournals.com for all the show notes. Type in Gavin in the search bar and his show notes will come up with everything we talked about today. That's businessjournals.com. And uh, to connect with Gavin, check out acuityscheduling.com and uh, you can reach out to him and his team there and, uh, and see what's happening at Acuity and send them some love. Gavin, thank you so much for being on the Business Generals podcast today and for sharing your story with us. Absolutely grateful. You are a true business general. Thank you for having me. Hey, what's up, Business Generals family? Thank you for joining me and for listening to the Business Generals podcast. Connect with me at Davis Mutabwa. That's D-A-V-I-S-M-U-T-A-B-W-A. Connect with me on Facebook, on Twitter, on LinkedIn, and you can certainly find me at our podcast blog, businessjournals.com. And while you're there, remember to access all the show notes, a ton of free resources, killer training, and so much more. Love you guys. Thank you for joining me. Ciao.